walk with God and you let him fill you with the wisdom of the word, and you know what he will do? You will wind up ten times better in character, in wisdom, in things that count. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. In times of great difficulty and trial, the prophet Daniel shines as one of the great examples for the refusal to compromise his convictions. Hi everybody, welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire and thank you for joining us this time. Today we're continuing the new series, Courageous Living, as we journey through the book of Daniel. You know, they say that you never know a person in good times, but you really see who they are when times are tough. And this is certainly true of Daniel and his three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. After being taken captive into Babylon, along with the rest of Judah, these four Jewish men underwent incredible pressure to compromise their convictions. Their refusal to do so is an example to all believers throughout the ages on how to stand strong with a no-compromise faith. Now let's go right to part two of the message, Daniel's Resolve. If the enemy wants to really get hold of your life, he will change the way you see yourself. Jesus said to Peter, you have been called Simon. You have been as unstable as water, but I'm going to call you Peter because you're going to be like a rock. He renamed him. When Jacob was returning home and about to cross the river, and encounter his brother again, who he had wronged so many years before. He wrestled with the angel, and after wrestling with the angel, the angel, who was Jesus, changed his name from Jacob, meaning con artist, to Israel, meaning blessed of God. Changed his name. So here we got name changes going on here. Now jumping back a bit, verses 4 and 5 describe the king's tactics. First, he sought to teach them the Babylonian language. Second, he sought to change their eating habits. Look what it says. The king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank. And third, his plan of indoctrination was long-term, three years. It says three years of training for them. And verses 6 and 7 that we just revealed a fourth tactic to change their names and hence their identity because their Hebrew names were God-glorifying names. Daniel meant God is my judge. Nebuchadnezzar changed his name to Belteshazzar where the beginning of the name Bel means Baal. And the entire name means the treasurer of Baal. He, he gave him a name that was connected to a godless idol. Change his name. Shadrach's original name was Hananiah, meaning the favorite of God. What a beautiful name. But Shadrach meant the inspiration of the sun, which alluded to sun worship. 
another Babylonian idol. So he named him after idolatry. Now look, Meshach's original name was Mishael. Isn't that pretty? That just rolls off the tongue. Mishael. Meaning the powerful one of God. While Meshach was derived from a Babylonian female goddess idol named Shak. What's he doing? Look at the enemy changing their names from godly, God-glorifying names that gave them an identity. I belong to the real God. And change their name to things that were connected to idols and idol worship and occultism. To change their name and their identity. There's one more. Abednego's original name was Azariah, meaning the help of Jehovah. Isn't that beautiful? While Abednego means the servant of the sun. Again, an occultic, idolatrous name pertaining to sun worship. So, man, look at this effort to indoctrinate these young teenagers. And they were teens. They were teenagers. So Nebuchadnezzar's plan for them was wicked. He was after their language, their diet, their identity. And I'm going to tell you, he was going to ply them with alcohol. He wanted them drinking wine. Now, you can think what you want about alcohol. Here's what I think about it. With every sip you take, you increase your chances of making a bad decision. The Bible says be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to leave that there. But notice how part of the indoctrination involved alcohol. Part of getting them to the place where he could change their thinking involved getting them to drink. And he set aside an intense prolonged three-year time of indoctrination for them. So for me, the standout event of chapter 1 is how Daniel and his three friends resist the indoctrination. Can we just say those last three words together? Resist the indoctrination. Now, i got to tell you, well, let me just read verse, verse 8. Let's look at verse 8. And, and look at how Daniel made up his mind right at the very start. But Daniel, verse 8 says, purposed in his heart, that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now let me stop right here and tell you emphatically that I believe this is the battle the church faces today. I think it's interesting we're teaching Daniel right now because what we're seeing them experience here at the beginning of Daniel 1 is exactly what the church is being pummeled with. In our day and time, the attempt of secular forces, of a secular government, of a post-Christian nation to force us into the mold of the world to the point of Christians are being arrested, Christians are losing their jobs, Christians are being persecuted, Christians are being ostracized because they won't agree with the world's take on particular things. Same-sex marriage. Just as an example, people have lost their jobs, lost their businesses, lost their livelihood because they would not cater to that. The examples are myriad, and they have really burst on the scene in the last years. And the pressure now that's being put on the church. And what has amazed me is the number of churches and even entire denominations that are selling out and caving in to this pressure. And I want to predict something to you. This pressure is going to increase. 
And we're going to have to have in us what was in Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We're going to have to have that purpose in our hearts that we will not defile ourselves with the king's delicacies. And I can just take that and work it and, and put it this way. The king's philosophies, the king's way of looking at things, the king's way of doing things. We're going to have to take a stand. The pressure to assimilate into worldly thinking and worldly godless ways has never been stronger in America. And I've been preaching in America for 40 years. And I'm going to tell you, it's not the same nation I started preaching in. Oh, no. I don't even know this nation in some ways anymore. It's so changed. It's amazed me that it happened in a generation. One generation. My generation. It happened. We're going to see strong parallels in this book of Daniel to our own day and time and hopefully learn that God honors and protects His people when they refuse to compromise and cave to a depraved culture. Daniel made up his mind at the very beginning that he would not submit to the king's ways, and the king of Babylon represents simply the world. This is why we've called this series Courageous Living in Turbulent Times. Now, next, I want you to notice how confident Daniel was that God would honor his courageous stand. Watch this, church. He was a teenager, but, man, he had a grip on God. And he understood, if I take a stand for what is right, I don't know how it's all going to fall down around me, how it's all going to take place, or how it's all going to come about, what the end product's going to be. But I do believe this. I believe God will take care of me if I stand with him. So... He said to the king's eunuch, basically, let's make a deal. And look at verse 9 through 14. Now, God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. So the first thing we noticed, the one who made up his mind he would not defile himself had favor. Amen. Amen. Everybody say favor. Favor. How many of you want some favor? Now, notice the one who said, I'm not going to defile myself and compromise and cave in. He had favor. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel... I fear my Lord, the king, who has appointed you food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Because Daniel had said to him, I don't want to eat this food or drink this alcohol. Let us just eat veggies. Give me a veggie platter. Give me a veggie burger. I'm not going to eat the king's delicacies. So the eunuch is saying to him, hey, If I did that and then you went before the king after three years and you guys didn't look good, he'd take my head off. Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for 10 days. Let's make a deal. Test us for 10 days. Let us eat the veggies that we choose for 10 days. Give us vegetables to eat and water to drink, not wine, water. Then let our appearance be examined before you. And the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacy. Compare us to them. Compare us to the other young men who are caving to the culture. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. So you've got a 10-day test going on. Daniel and the three Hebrew children are eating vegetables and drinking water. All the rest of the young men 
are caving to the culture and eating the king's delicacies and going the way of Babylon. Okay? And now we've got a 10-day test. How are we going to look? Daniel believed that God would confirm his no-compromise stand with visible results. Let me tell you, church, taking a stand for God always brings positive results down the road. Always. You may have all your peers saying, are you going to go on with that Jesus stuff? You're not going to have any fun. You ought to be partying hardy with us. Come on into Babylon with us. But if you're wise, you will walk with Jesus. And you will walk in the Word and you will do what He says. You will live according to the Word of God. Let me tell you what will happen. The ones that were mocking you will eat warm, cooked crow down the road. Because in the long haul, walking with Jesus always makes you shine. You always come out looking better for it. I guarantee you. So he took a stand. Ten days go by. Daniel had to wait ten days. And you may have to wait a season for your no-compromise decision to bear fruit. But Daniel believed that at the end of those ten days, a difference would be seen between himself and his ungodly peers. Now, notice also that the majority is not always right. Did you hear that? The majority is not always right. Have you realized that? That More times than not, the majority is flat wrong. The majority is oftentimes the lemmings just walking off the cliff to their destruction. The minority was four teenagers in the whole kingdom that refused the king's delicacies. So the majority wasn't right. The majority of young men were eating the king's delicacies, drinking the king's wine, and living the Babylonian lifestyle. But Daniel and his three friends, the small minority of four, were not moved to follow the crowd. They stood on principle, not popularity. I'm going to say that again. They stood on principle and not popularity. Love principle and don't look to be popular if you've got a compromised principle to be popular. You'll have sand in your mouth at the end if you compromise principle to be popular because the same people that are slapping you on the back today will stab you in the back tomorrow. What was the result of the 10-day test? Look what it says. At the end of the 10 days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. We all say amen together. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were supposed to drink and gave them vegetables. And now the blessings that resulted from their no-compromise stand just kept rolling in. Not only did they look better than all of those who had gone the way of Babylon, but here's more blessing. Look at this. As for these four young men, in verse 17, Daniel 1, as for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. You see what's happening here? Here they were. They said, we're going to stand with God. We're not going with the crowd. We don't care what our peers say. We're going to stand on principle, not on popularity. And not only did they look better, but here comes even more blessings. They start getting really wise. They start getting really good at interpreting literature And not only that, the supernatural entered in because Daniel began to experience the ability to interpret visions and dreams just like Joseph. 
And you don't see that anywhere in his life until now. Wow. They experience what Paul describes as the renewing of their minds. Look at these powerful things that knowledge, skill, wisdom. How many of you want this set over your own children? How are your kids doing? Oh, man, they're so full of knowledge and skill and wisdom. Wouldn't that be great? And their spiritual faculties became highly developed, particularly with Daniel. Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. And Daniel's ability to interpret dreams and visions would be, watch this, everybody, would be the spiritual gift that saved their lives down the road and brought a pagan kingdom to its knees. Now, please pay attention to this now. Really important. Here's Daniel. He's in the shadows. They're not on the front burner right now in the kingdom of Babylon. They're off in a Babylonian school, supposedly learning Babylonian ways, but they're not. They've resisted assimilation. They said, we're going to walk with God. And now Daniel is experiencing the Holy Spirit teaching him how to supernaturally hear somebody's dream and interpret what it means in God. And God knew that down the road, it would save their lives. And we're going to look at that as we go through the first six chapters. would literally save their lives because Daniel interpreted King Nebuchadnezzar's dream, first dream, chapter 2. We're going to read about it. Because he interpreted that dream, not only was his life saved and the three Hebrew children, but even false prophets and wizards and occultist lives were saved because Daniel was able to interpret an incredibly difficult dream. And when did God teach it to him? In the midst of a no-compromise stand. I get so sick of reading the news, and here goes another one caved, and there's another one caved, and yet another one caved in to the pressure of the culture. What the culture needs to see is a no-cave body of Christ. That's what it needs to see. So look how God develops you and me early on in the shadows when nobody's looking to prepare us for a day when everyone is looking and the stakes couldn't be higher. God's working on you right where you are right now. Uh, you, you know, you may be in the limelight to a, to a point, but not like you're going to be. And, and God knows who you're going to encounter. He knows who's going to be around you. He knows the circumstances that are gonna, you're going to face. He knows the pressures you're going to face. And if you're submitted to him and you're in a no-compromise stance, he said, I'm not going to assimilate into a pagan kingdom. Amen. I'm not going to think like the world, walk like the world, talk like the world, look like the world, but I'm going to renew my mind getting into that word every day. I'm going to let God speak to me. Listen, I don't know how any Christian gets up and does not get into the word and prayer in this current culture we're living in. I don't know how you could possibly do it. I hope that you get more word than you do from me on a Wednesday and a Sunday. I hope that what I share with you is only a cherry on top of the Sunday of what God's given you all week long in your own private time. Because, see, if you're in a no compromise, Lord, I'm not going to assimilate into this world. If that's your stance, God is shaping you in the shadows. He's shaping you in the shadows. Just like he was these four Hebrew children, these teens. 
When the three years had ended, the four Hebrew teenagers who were supposed to be thoroughly indoctrinated into good Babylonians were brought before the king. And look what happened. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. And the king interviewed them. They got taken to the principal's office. And among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. God formed and shaped four teenagers that were incomparable. Nobody could stand up next to them. They were excellent. Therefore, they served before the king and in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. He tested them. And he found them ten times. Everybody say it with me ten times. Now let's try ten times better. Ten times better. So the world looks at Christians and say, what a bunch of stupid morons. They don't believe in evolution. They believe that dumb Bible. They're not up to speed. They're not with it. In other words, they're not good Babylonians. But you walk with God. You walk with God and you let Him fill you with the wisdom of the Word. And you know what He will do? You will have the last laugh because you will wind up ten times better in character, in wisdom, in things that count than all the magicians and all the astrologers who were there in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued, and here's the mention of Cyrus that I was telling you about until the first year of King Cyrus. When you live for God, fully and completely surrendered to Him, there will eventually be none like you in wisdom, understanding, character, and godliness. The whole drift of these final passages is to tell us that the four Hebrew teens who had refused to compromise their godly principles shined like bright lights in a kingdom of darkness. Well, I have to say that Daniel's situation in Babylon reminds me a lot of Christians living in America today. The pressure to give up godly biblical convictions has never been greater in a country that used to honor the Lord, but has gravely departed from His Word. I'm encouraged by Daniel's resolve to not bend, bow, break, or back down. I believe this series is going to be a strength and encouragement as we journey through this incredible book of Daniel. Now, don't go anywhere because we've got some exciting things to share with you, our Life Talk listeners, that you're going to want to take advantage of. And join me again next time as we continue the life-changing series entitled Courageous Living with the message, The King Has a Dream. Until then, may God bless you richly is my prayer. you can bring Pastor Jeff Wickwire and Life Talk right into your home, your car, or wherever you may be to lead you on the exciting journey of building up your Christian walk in faith, hope, and love. For a gift of any size to Life Talk, Pastor Jeff will send you a CD collection of some of his most anointed and inspiring teaching series. These CDs will strengthen your faith and build your understanding of what Christ Jesus did for you at the cross you will begin to understand just how much our Heavenly Father loves you and the whole world. 
So call now, toll-free, 877-884-3111. Or just log on anytime, day or night, to lifetalk.tv. Listen to Pastor Jeff's hope-filled CDs again and again. Or give them to family members or friends as a gift. Don't wait. Call 877-884-3111 right now. Or log on anytime to lifetalk.tv and give your best gift today. Daniel's Resolve is the first message of Pastor Jeff's new series, Courageous Living. You can own a copy of this 13 CD set for just $65 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, Courageous Living, for only $65 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.